I was in college because my parents are like, you need to get a college degree. But I was literally like every weekend going to LA to try to get discovered, to get signed with an agency. And I said, you know, if I get signed with an agency, I am dropping out of college, which is why <laughs> I switched from engineering. Cause why am I taking calc two and doing all these things and breaking, you know, grinding so hard in the space when I know for a fact, I do not want to go into engineering. We all got an opinion, but can you back us up? Where you get your sources from? Hope that don't got you stuck. We gon' check you and your understanding of knowledge. That's regardless if you finished school or went to college. Not everything is as black and white as it seems. This show here is about expressing what you mean. Whether you get canceled or whether you get played. Welcome to the Canceled Podcast with Elliot and Jay. So hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Console Podcast, where we aim to challenge one's own thoughts by bringing unique, creative, and potentially divisive topics to the table for discussion. As always, it's your boy Darius, aka Jay Surratt, representing Legendary Media Group. And today, my guest hosts are going to be Ms. Tyler Chanel, Mr. Aaron Escobedo, and Mr. Rothman Souza. And what we're going to discuss today is going against the grind. So what I want to start it off by is... What is your definition of the grind and what does it mean to you? And anyone can lead us off on this one. I can pick it off here. <clears throat> so I think on purpose, the idea of being on the grind is vague. And how I personally take that is I take my efforts to improve myself as a human being. Uh, and that's my definition of how I look at it. Like, Am I doing this? Does this bring me value? Am I getting better, stronger, smarter, learn something, uh, wiser? <laughs> That's the grind. Okay. So for you, it's all about um, internal growth. That's what you say the grind is. It's kind of like you making a better version of yourself on like the day-to-day um, and how you see yourself from years from now, decades from now, so on and so forth. Yeah. It's a continuous improvement. Okay. I like that. Tyler Hoffman? I think the grind is like, <laughs> now that I, I have different feelings than I did before about grind culture, grind is like literally exerting all of your energy, you know, to achieve whatever that, you know, that goal of yours is, or your internal project, whatever it is, it's using everything you have and almost exhausting all of your resources to achieve it. And you're literally grinding yourself down. Um, so I feel like I have more of a negative view of the grind compared okay. to Aaron. Okay, uh, we, we will get into that, too, because I kind of like that. So it's like if it if it's about pure exhaustion, it's more so of just putting yourself to, you know, the limit, like to your breaking point and making sure that you get whatever you want and doing everything within your effort to reach it. Correct. That sounds right. Okay. Okay. All right, Rothman. My definition is very similar to Tyler's. Um, it's about working yourself to the bone for a goal and sometimes at all costs, you know, um, you know, with negative, you know, effects on yourself. Um, I have a more negative view on it. Uh, but for me, the grind is just, you know, nonstop work, working yourself to the bone to achieve a goal. Okay. Okay. I like that. So, okay. So Tyler and Rothman, more of a negative view on the grind. Aaron, you would say you're more of like a positive view. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. I, I would, Neutral to positive for me. 
<laughs> okay, I will say I lean more neutral to positive as well, but I, yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing everyone's perspective. Okay, so a general definition that I came across when searching um, the grind, and there was a lot of variances, like <laughs> even the most like direct ones that says like, oh, it's a process of making something into like a more malleable kind of material. And I'm like, that's not the grind we're talking about today. And the other one was also on like the dance floor where it talks about two human bodies. And I was like, that's not what I'm searching for. So the only, not the only, but the most complete one that I saw was something that's difficult or unpleasant that requires a lot of effort. And examples were the college grind, the work, uh, work grind, the parental grind, and so many other versions of the grind. So as we dive into it, so I want to ask you all, what are some of the takeaways from your experience of being within the grind or being a product of the grind? Like, what are some positive aspects that, you know, have contributed to who you are now? And how did those experiences shape you? Well, we could, we could have, this could be a three-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, even though I have a negative view of the grind, like, I'm very proud of the you know, time I did spend grinding, like, I feel like I put my entire effort in achieving my goals. And because of it, you know, now I'm seeing the quote unquote success from it. Like I'm, I'm seeing, I'm living comfortably in LA. Like I have money, I, I have, you know, a savings. And I think when I was grinding though, I was putting a strain on like my relationships. Like even my best friend, she lived in Atlanta. She would come mm -hmm. visit me in Vegas. I've been working since I was like, how, I don't know, 16, however old they can, you know, you are when you can start working, but she would visit me in Vegas and I would not take time off work at like my little retail job back then. And like, she'd have to visit me at work, but like, I was like, yeah, you're visiting, but I need to make this money. I need to grind kind of mindset. And so I think my relationship stuff suffered. Um, I don't think my mental health suffered so much. Like I'm actually okay grinding all the time, but my grandpa, he's an entrepreneur and he was saying, you know, he, he was grinding so much that I definitely impacted his family relationship and his own mental health. So once I learned that, I was like, okay, I need to maybe chill out on, you know, grinding so hard. So would you, would you say like having him around to kind of speak on his experiences kind of, kind of shaped you in a way to kind of minimize the negative risk from it to kind of say like, to be aware of it and how you're going to go about it moving forward as, as yourself as an entrepreneur? I think so. And for so long, like for me, like making money and like being successful is like my main goal in life. And now that I feel like I have, like, I'm comfortable in the money I've made now I'm like, oh, I guess I should focus on these other things like health, you know, <laughs> like health is so important. <laughs> That's something that I never prioritized. Okay. And, and not just, um, mental health too, but like also like physical health, physical health and as well. Yes. Yeah. Like drinking enough water in the day, like simple things. Like my, my fiance always laughs. He's like, you can do, he's like people, like you have a good social life, like you're, you have money and all this stuff. And like, he's like, you have things that are hard for people, but you, you can't drink water. Like you can't make for yourself breakfast. Like, so I'm still learning, but it's simple things like that, where that was never my focus. Like, I don't, I didn't care about like treating, taking care of myself came last. Okay. That's, that's a pretty, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base on that too then. Okay. Uh, Rothman, Aaron. Uh, I've had different grinds. Um, you know, I think for me, I've gone through different stages or different phases of different grinds. So, you know, up until when I was say in high school, um, I didn't really have a grind. You know, my parents were the ones that grinded for me to provide me with food or roof over my head, clothes, etc. 
once I, you know, left high school and I had to, you know, kind of start going into the real world, I had to start grinding for my own things. You know, I had to start getting a job, start, you know, thinking about my future. And that's when my college grind started. And so now that I'm done with college, I've started kind of like two different grinds. It's the job grind and also kind of like what Tyler was saying, you know, there's there's the other things that I've I've neglected during my college grind, you know, like my mental health, my physical health, you know. And so now it's it's I'm working on those things. I'm working on those grinds. Um, so I think once, you know, I get to a point where I'm comfortable in my job, where I'm, you know, no longer have to really, you know, fight to get to where I need to be or once I get to where I want to be, um, you know, it's going to be a different grind then. So would you would you say the grind is ongoing? Like, do you feel like it's it's never really going to stop? Do you just feel like it's going to keep evolving into something different? I think so. I mean, it it really depends on what your situation is. You know, for someone who say may not have prepared for the future too well, um, they need to keep grinding for you know to put food on the table to you know keep the roof above your heads. If you um, prepared for it, you grinded in a certain way such that you know you can retire, then, you know, it kind of, it may stop there or something else may come up. You know, uh, a family member comes down with an illness and now the grind is taking care of them. Okay. Okay. Aaron, uh, what about you? What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. So to your last point, Rothman, I think I agree with you in a sense. I don't think the grind ever stops. It's a continuous growth of a person because life happens, things happen. And I think actually, in my opinion, if you chose to stop grinding, I think it'd make you very unhappy as an individual. I think we need to have personal growth and we need stuff to do. It's human being, we're gonna get bored. Like retirement sounds great <laughs> on paper, but you gotta do stuff still. That's why people who live the longest are still doing yoga. They have gardeners, they're, they're doing activities just to keep on going. So you, so you would say that, it's, oh, go ahead, sorry about that, sorry. Yeah, other than that, for myself, I feel like I grew up in a very work ethic culture. So mm-hmm. I'm Hispanic. Uh, my family was uh, very hit hard with like, if you're not using your hands, you're not working. <laughs> so like, it's very like, like strictly like physical labor. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of Hispanics in America where the working class is, you got to work. That's just what it is. There's no fun isn't a thing you have to pay put food on the table for your family or provide for somebody else in some form of fashion and that's just how it goes there's no discussion for it like like my family they uh, they ran a newspaper so on the weekends i would wake up 4 a.m with my dad and we would go deliver papers that's what we did like that's just how it was um eventually like i got into the car world and if you're not the one wrenching your car you're not working. Like you're never going to make it. The goals you have are never going to be achieved unless you put in the work that you need to, to get that, make that goal happen. Okay. Did you, did you also embrace that? Like, um, as you became an adult, did you embrace that work heavy, minimized kind of fun approach as well? Or did you, did you want to stray away from that and kind of see like what kind of benefits there were from incorporating the fun aspect? Yeah. So for me, aside, so my family, like eventually, (laughs) 
I got kicked out of my home when I was like 15. So I was living homeless for a long time in my life. So I feel like my teenage years and early 20s was stripped away of any fun because I had to survive. Uh, Living homeless or living, sleeping under bridges or in your cars for years. It's not a good look. (laughs) So you got to do what you can to try to make it. Um, So I never got to have any fun. And then eventually I would go back to college. It wasn't that much fun there either. I never went to a college party once in my life. Yeah. Uh, but there's also engineering, though. That's that's a yeah, second. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I knew I wanted to do that because I knew the work and effort I put in here would pay off. Mm-hmm. That's why I chose this route. Okay. Now it's funny because I've been out of college now for two years, and I think I'm finally I'm in my 30s. I just turned 34. Uh, I, I just joined the 30s club, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and now I feel like oh, I get, I've never lived a life. And now I'm trying to incorporate it more where, oh, yeah, I can go to a concert now. I can, like, go on a hike or just go around and, like, do things like what normal people do, (laughs) in quotes, (laughs) that I never got to enjoy. And now the fruits of my labor are showing themselves. Okay. It's definitely paying off at the end. See, I I think that's a good transition because the next question I want to ask all of you, too, is, like, what what are the ways that you all kind of embrace and adapt to your mental health or your physical health as well. Cause like for Aaron, it does seem like now you're kind of making up for that lost time and really bringing that now into the present. So you can now enjoy going out, whether it's, um, you know, an active socialized with other people, if it's just enjoying the environment, like things of that nature, like how does, how do each of you kind of like embrace that and kind of what activities do you do to ensure that your mental health and physical health too is all, all happy and in the line with one another. Well, I still like to run marathons. Uh, I go to the gym still, do my thing. And other than that, uh, I... Portland's I mean, perfect for that, too, by the way. Was that? I said Portland is perfect for that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but now it's funny. I make it a point to like go out on Fridays. Like It's important. Like I'm supposed to do it. It doesn't mean like I'm not partying, but like go to the bar, go somewhere that I haven't been yet, and just like sit and enjoy a drink. Like Just... Be out there. Because one of the things the pandemic world has taught me is like, well, I don't like sitting on my chair for eight hours a day. <laughs> uh, so I got, I literally am a dog. I take walks like twice a day in the middle of the day. And unfortunately, I live next to a river and like trees. So that's always nice. But getting out there and socializing just as a human thing to do is really important for me. Nice. That's actually how I made it through college. So I know like I know some of you would wonder like where I would always get the energy from. And it's I took similar steps to kind of say like this Friday or this Saturday, I'm going out. Don't care about the repercussions on Monday. That's going to be a Monday or Sunday night issue. But that's what allowed me to kind of go as hard as I did for the grind. Like, um, you know, going to like as, as we're all college grads and everything, we know the struggle of all nighters, overnighters, sometimes limited amount of food, um, things of that nature, all those variables. But yeah, I can absolutely agree is telling yourself to step out of that grind mentality just for a little bit. It really did wonders for me. Like there was several times like I'm like I had a lab report due or some sort of big exam to study for. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going dancing. I'm getting a drink. I need to do something because even if I would have spent that extra hour or two studying, there's no res- there's no you know uh, guarantee that the results are going to be any better. There's a possibility that the results would have worsened. So I, I can agree with that, actually. Just doing something in the free time, it helps. Like just going out and saying, I don't know 
specifically what it's going to be, but I know that I'm going out. So I, I can agree with you on that, Aaron. I've also, um, like Aaron, I like to go on walks, <laughs> you know, um, so during my lunch breaks from my actual job, I always go for a walk. But one thing I think is so important, and when I was in college, I missed out on a lot, was sleep. So now for me, like taking care of my physical health and like mental health as well is I will make sure I get at least eight hours of sleep. Taking a nap is like my best form of self-care. If I'm feeling (laughs) worn out and drained, I'm like, okay, I need to nap. That is so freaking important. But since I work a nine to five, and then I also have two other side hustles, it's like my day doesn't end at five. My day ends at, you know, sometimes two in the morning. Like, so I, I've gotten really good about setting work hours, um, for my side hustle. So I'm like, okay, I'm only going to work on, you know, thrifts and tangles for four hours each day. And then I have a hard stop at, I don't know what, you know, whatever time I set for myself, but doing that, I realize no matter what, there's always work to be done and it all doesn't have to get done in that day. So, you know, set your, I always set my goals and like top priorities, but before I'm like, I need to get it all done today. And if I don't, I failed. And it's like, no, like it can wait till tomorrow. Like who freaking cares if, whatever doesn't update on my blog, like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say, how, how do you get the additional energy to kind of go those long hours too? Cause that's, that sounds like a lot. Like I know for me, 12 hour days, like luckily they've been rare, but they've been brutal. So to kind of have that consistently in your schedule, how do you, where do you find that energy from and how can you share that with us? Yeah. So I like, I don't drink coffee. I, I, I don't know where I get the energy. I think because I, it, it is the grind. Like I want to be able to work for myself, um, through my own business. And that just inspires me and excites me. So I am excited to do, like, I I get through my job to, you know, after my job is done at five, at 5 PM, I'm like, yes, I get to work on thirst and tangle. So I feel like that fuels me like that excitement for it, but yeah, it's, there is no trick to you know getting extra energy. I guess you have to be internally excited for your project. I like that. Those, okay. So it's more of like an internal energy that you're able to just kind of utilize in the day to day. You're not like secretly solar panel, solar powered or anything like that. It might be the naps. <laughs> the, the naps are the secret. I don't have every day, but yeah, sometimes, you know, after work, maybe take, you know, an hour nap and then get started. So maybe that is the. Honestly, they help. They help. Like one thing I'm learning as an adult, um, all you can chime in on this too, is like naps are needed. <laughs> Like um, at one point, I know that there was a, a stigma that naps are, are deemed like lazy. Like there's something that, oh, I was like, okay, why do you need a nap? Like everyone sleeps at night. It's like, nah, depending on what you do throughout the day, those naps are needed and also wanted. Because I would do something similar, um, especially now that I'm working remotely. Um, sometimes instead of lunch, I'll take a nap. Like I'll take a nice 30, 40 minutes, wake up, have 10 minutes left. All right, let me check my, my Insta. Let me just do something chill and then go back to like the normal work mode. So I think it's, it's highly possible. Those naps, they help. I think I the naps and then also like going outside and, you know, getting sunlight, like sunlight <laughs> beaming down on your body is good for you. So I think that maybe provides some sort of energy. So there's well. some solar power. Yeah. So I think there is something to the solar power now that you <laughs> mentioned it. So next time I see you, see if there's like a panel on your back. I'm like, okay, I, I see it all now. <laughs> you know, okay. as you're t- sharing that story, something that reminds me of too, is that I feel like you're going to get a lot of energy when you have something that you're aspiring towards. So if Mm. you want to be, you know, your own boss and be entrepreneurial like that, that's what motivates you every day. That's why you're putting the extra hours in, setting your own schedule because you know that's something you want. 
So you're going to internalize it and make it happen. That's true. Yeah, I it's like not that. something that like you're dreading, you know, it's something that's fun mm-hmm. and you already enjoy it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's true. I can yeah. give an example. Um, so one of the things that my boss wanted me to do was take the professional engineering exam for, uh, for our field. And so you have to study for this, you know, outside of work, you know, you can't, you know, when, when you're at work, you know, you do work. And so mm-hmm. I had to make time for this. And this is an exam that's only offered once a year, right? And it's, you know, all PA exams are pretty difficult. You have to dedicate a lot of time to it. And for me, there was the financial incentive. There was also kind of like the prestige, you know, incentive having the title next to your name. And I dreaded it. I had, I, I, I absolutely hated it. Um, it's, it's not something that I, I'll be like too open about it because um, I was able to like pass the exam and like, you know, just put in the work. And even though I wanted it, it was still, it was still difficult, you know? And um, there was, there was some love and some hate in there as well, but um, I definitely did not enjoy it. And I think one thing is, you know, not all, I, I think we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, not all grinds are, are pleasant, but sometimes they're necessary. You know, if I want to, continue in my career, I need to do this grind. And, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could do it next year or I could do it now. And cause I don't know what next year is going to look like. And I'd rather just get it over with now. I dread it every single day, but you just got to do it. Yeah. And you got through it and you did get your license. So congrats on that. No license yet. No license yet. I need four years oh. experience. I just passed the exam. Well, <laughs> the hard okay. part's over. <laughs> the hard part is over. The time yeah. restriction is the only thing holding you back for now. Yep. So, so once that requirement is met, that's when I'll give you the, the formal congratulations. Yep. But I will say congrats <laughs> on passing the exam for the time Thank being. You. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, so what? I'm yeah, just going to real quick is that, you know, so we all got did our college grind thing. But for me personally, I don't think I've ever like done something where I was like, I really dislike that. Or like I didn't enjoy that experience when it comes to at least school or tests or even just in life, I can't really say like that thing sucked and I hated it, but I did it anyway. Maybe it's just like a mindset thing for me, but I feel like I enjoy the difficulties of stuff. <laughs> well, sometimes it's nice too, like Roth, I'm sure when you finish the exam, you were proud of yourself, you know, because if, if it's a difficult exam, so even if you're dreading it the whole way, there is some kind of thing where it's like, you know, okay, maybe, you know, that was, a, you know, it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be, or maybe it was because I switched you, out of engineering after three years. I'm like, I can't. So. Right. You know, and, you know, I think Aaron just hit it right on the head is, you know, there's, there's different mindsets, there's different perspectives on, on all of this, what may be a grind for, so like Tyler, you were saying that sometimes you stay up till two, you know, working on all your other side projects and side hustles. Oh my gosh, I am lights out at like 10 or 11. <laughs> I can't do that. So I think it's it's really, you know, we mentioned earlier too, just how we're also influenced by the people that we see or that we grew up with and how they do their grinds. Um, you know, my parents, you know, they're, I'm also Hispanic. And so my parents have mostly dealt with manual labor. And so I've seen how they grinded and that has kind of given me an idea of how how I think, you know, the grind should be. And as I've grown, 
you know, and, and seeing, you know, how different people do, do their grinds, I've taken in that information and kind of modified it and be like, Hey, maybe the way they did their grind, um, I don't agree with it or it's not for me, but I can take a little bit of, you know, someone else's perspective or, um, methodology and incorporate it into my idea of the grind to make it more unique and to kind of make it more of your own to kind of give you that extra ownership to say like, this is Rothman's grind. Right. Okay. Because Tyler's grind, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure with my grind, there's some things that you guys are like, oh, you know. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and